Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. You're listening to The Weekend View. Let's remind you of our talking point this morning. This week, ministers and top officials from the Judicial Inspectorate of Correctional Services, the South African Police Service, the Department of Correctional Services, faced tough questions from MPs in the Parliamentary Committee on Justice and Correctional Services. This was based on the investigations into the Tabo Besta's escape. Now, as officials scrambled to answer what emerged, was a string of events that were laced with clear characteristics of gross dereliction of duty, incompetence, corruption, and as well as passing the buck. On Friday, Home Affairs Minister Aaron Mutualedi also provided fascinating insights into Bester's background, announcing that although Bester is a South African, he was never registered on any official system except, of course, for that birth registration at Baruganath Hospital. Now, in our talking point, we're asking you this morning, does the handling of the Tabo Bester case have the potential to damage the reputation of South Africa's criminal justice system? Show you your views with us so on 41391, that's our SMS line. WhatsApp your voice notes to 082-692-3901. Not more than 30 seconds, please. And you can call us directly on 86 or you can post your comments on Twitter or Facebook. I do understand we've got some of your voice notes. Let's take a listen in. Good morning, Bongiwe and the team in the studio. Tabo Pesta Saka has confirmed that the South African judicial system is in tatters. We have corrupt and incompetent individuals. Politicians, they poke their noses where they do not belong, especially in the judicial system, so as to save their skins and protect those thugs that are taking this country down. Unfortunately, this reputation is finished and clear. This is Ralph Sultan Dawson Devon. Hi, my lady. It's Willie here in Kumastelfontein. You see, my lady, we've been complaining about the criminal justice system of our country. The criminal justice system of our country is very, very weak, and it's 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 it's, it's, it's malfunctioning. It's you see, it's it's very poor. It's it's it, it lacks strength and 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 strictness on on all fronts. So um, the prosecuting authority. Minister of Justice, the, 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 you see, all these departments uh, around the criminal justice system uh, 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 seem to have been captured. It's disgusting. Thank you. It's really in Kumasilfontein. I suppose, Willie, as you call me, my lady, maybe now a qualifier, should think about a career in being a, a judge or something because <laughs> that's a, a title you're giving me. But let's get into this particular issue. It's very serious. I mean, you think about some of what emerged here and the, the, the story continues to even be more shocking. Claims that, um, you know, Besta would have spent time even outside prison when he was supposed to be behind bars going to hotels and and, 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 and it really really boggles the mind as to what was going on here. But let's try to make sense of it all and speak to specialist investigator Mike Ballhase and brand reputation expert Soli Moen. Good morning to you both. Good morning, Good morning, my lady. Good morning. <laughs> Sorry, you took it there. Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much to you both in waking up so early with me. Let's let, let's try to make sense of this. Sorry, I'm going to start with you. 
Looking at these own goals, is Brand South Africa, though, still intact, in your view? No, definitely not. Look, Brand South Africa was damaged, you know, bit by bit. It's almost like becoming a bucket that is fully perforated, you know. I mean, a lot of us tried to hold on for many years to the fact that we still have a judiciary criminal justice system, the system that seems to edge the judiciary part of it. But uh, a lot of stuff that's coming out, you know, it's just it's taking away the little hope that we had. You know, the same way that people say we are a failed state and we still... We still, some of us point out to things that seem to work, but it's not, it's not. We, we're really hacking big time. Bad leadership, but as, as some of your colleagues have been saying, the, the, the intervention of politicians into places where they shouldn't be. The, the minister of police, who shouldn't be the minister of police, the fact that the Hawks report to him, but Shamila Batohi, I'm not even sure if she's still alive. It's just bad. It really is sad. And it's quite concerning. I mean, Mike, when you think about, you know, what has been coming out from this particular story, a lot of South Africans saying that they've now run out of ways in which to react at this particular chapter. And this morning we wake up to news that, um, you know, Besta was potentially going in and out of prison, even booking himself into five star hotels. Does, does that coincide with some of the information you discovered as you were digging? Actually, yes, this has been exposed years before as well. The problem now, guys, is that tomorrow there will be something else horrific. This has become the trend. Mm. There is so much. I mean, just check the news today. The whole mindset has changed in our country. It, the government, the authorities, and unfortunately, most of them, not all of them, it's not what they can do for us or serve the public to protect and serve, but what can they get out of this dire situation? If you look at everything, our infrastructure, it is totally, totally corrupt. And um, it unfortunately affects the 20% that is not corrupt. I would say the government, the police, the authorities are 80% corrupt because most of them are in their positions because they can't do the work. They cannot protect and serve. So there's a mindset of... Listen, uh, not what can we do for you, but what can we get out of this? And this is this is a very bad situation. Mm. So going in, in and out of prison whilst you're in prison has happened with a lot of inmates that has money. If you've got connections and money, you can buy your way out. And it, it's kept under the wraps. And you just come back after the weekend. Prostitutes are brought in. Drugs can be brought in. I mean, any and all necessary and wanted paraphernalia is brought in and out. And it's been happening, not now, it's been happening for years. And it's never, never, you know, we expose it in our projects and the media picks it up and expose it. But the next day or two days later, there's something worse. And that's the problem. It's never dealt with what has been exposed by the media. And so, by the way, thank you, guys, because if it wasn't for this media, all the media, ENCA, ENCA, you guys, everybody, if it wasn't for this pressure, I don't think this guy would have been caught. And, and, and right on that, you know, Mike, you mentioned something that, that is quite concerning as you say that, and, and I think we've seen it over time. We've seen it. We've seen what has happened. We've seen various documentaries. We've seen reports of what really is going on inside these prisons. Do authorities care enough to do something? No, they don't, because otherwise we wouldn't have had this conversation. It would have been a good talk. 
you would have told me how safe you feel and everything is fine, and I would have told you, listen, that's true. We are safe. The prisoners are locked up and they can't come out. The prison system is corrupt to the core, which includes the prisoners themselves, and they will take advantage of it, mm-hmm. which includes the staff, uh, which includes the authorities that is involved and their connections outside. Because this cannot happen unless there's a lot of people or authorities involved. Crime can only flourish when there's an authority involved. And, and Soli, we look at social media and all this information that is coming to the fore. The weight of this is also further impacting the brand and well, as well as, you know, the view that government is potentially capable to even deal with what we're seeing. No, they're not. And they haven't been for a long time. I mean, I can give one example. G4S has clearly shown that they, that they can't do the job. But because they have a contract, they're not fired. I mean, this is international law. If any authority is involved or have been involved or can potentially further be involved in crime, they should be immediately suspended or fired. Mm. Because otherwise, it puts the public at risk. What guarantee do we have of any of the authorities that this won't happen again or that this case in itself won't be bungled up ahead? Because remember... Judges can also be corrupt. You've heard what the other gentleman said. It's up. It's right up. It is. Mm. It's in the judicial system. A judge can be corrupt, not necessarily uh, taking money. It could be that he is not qualified. The problem is qualified, trained people in positions. You cannot hire 20 painters and ask them to fix 20 diesel engines. You need to put the correct people to the job. Otherwise, this will carry on and on and on. And I want to tell you, and I want to shock the public, this is not going to become better because crime pays. And as long as crime pays, corruption will be in place. And I'm going to come back to you, Soli, in just a moment because I want us to look at this damage. I mean, Gray listed and, and, and also at the same time, we're looking at what is coming out of the gold mafia. You're looking at what is happening around some of the vulnerabilities within the system. But let's take a breather and I'm going to come back with you, Soli. Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. I think the answer to your question is why we have a failed justice system is that the Guptas haven't been arrested, our president hasn't been arrested, uh, the Zonda Commission is completely ignored, but all of a sudden we can we can go to another country and arrest somebody and bring him back here called Tabo Besta. But of course it suits the ANC to do that because uh, they're not involved in this time, so we have swift justice. You can be sure if there was ANC ministers involved and money changed hands, this would never have happened. We'd still be looking for him, Mike Newlands. Good morning, good morning, Sister B. It's Fred the truck driver. Sister B, you know, a lot of people would have wanted this best guy to be a foreigner. And thanks to the Minister of Home Affairs, we have uh, clarified this. A lot of people would have loved it to be a foreigner because people just think, the foreigners are the problem. Our criminal justice system is a problem. It's not dealing with the problem here. It's, you know, it's, it's embracing criminals.
And thank you very much for those voice notes. And uh, Bramuro saying Tabo isn't the first and only criminal to jailbreak in Mzantio in the world. His case will rather fix the loopholes in the criminal justice injustice system, that is. And I'm only worried about the nationwide interest in the case while we have more important issues to focus on. And we continue our Sunday discussion with specialist investigator Mike Bolhays as well as brand reputation expert Soli Moeng, who are still with us on the line. Soli, one of the things that is very clear is that a lot of South Africans are grappling with many issues and, 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 and there's so much that we see people don't even know how to deal with what is unfolding before their eyes. But let's look at the fact that, I mean, one, you think about the fact that we had the Zondo Commission's report, the Guptas are still not back in South Africa to account. You now have this Tabobesta story. You now have load shedding. You now have so much that is, you know, currently going on. An investor looking into South Africa, are we still as attractive as we would have been in the past? Oh, the things that are, the, there are investors who don't care, who will just come, they're not going to look at South Africa probably as a long-term uh, investment. If you want, they'll come in, swoop, swoop in, get whatever money they can and get out of South Africa because it's not, it's very hard for South Africa as it is now to to offer anybody any long-term view, mm. unless those who are interested in the mafiaization of South Africa, which which, which is really what it is. The, 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 if you look at the long-distance transport sector, the construction sector, uh, the energy sector, this, the, there are all these underworld elements who seem to be taking interest in these sectors and a lot of them as mike said earlier correctly there are always politicians who are involved who are on the take and we even more worrisomely there are many people who are involved in the criminal justice system policemen and others who are involved the moving of guns around south africa mm. the reports have been we keep talking about the things that are happening the, impl- the how officials are implicated in these things we we tomorrow something else something else is going to be revealed but we should be talking about but then what do we do? How do we recover? Because the world is watching South Africa. All those South Africans, many people who at the dawn of our democracy looked at this and said, you know what, it's just a matter of time before these people mess up. We're giving them all the reasons to say, aha, you see, we told you so. We, we're not, we, some of us used to be an amazing, proud people that South Africa mm. would never go down the same road that many Africans are able African countries has taken. Now people are either laughing at us because we were so arrogant in the beginning, or they're crying with us because they hoped that we would be the last hope to show the world that black people specifically can run a modern democracy that's highly industrialized and do it successfully. We have failed at every point. In, in this current form, though, Solly, um, are we able to do what you're saying, that, you know, to talk about some of the solutions and, and coming out of where we are now? I think that we have given too much power to the politicians. We, the people of South Africa, are too reliant on politicians coming up with the solutions. No, none of these people have interest in us. I mean, uh, we, the people, must get together and say, what do we do? How do we now take the power back and say to the politicians, irrespective of whether the ANC, EFF, DA, or actually whatever, they're going into elections next year. We need to get together and say, this is what we want you to do for us. It's not about what you want us to do in order to vote for you. We should turn the thing around. And only the people of South Africa can take. We, we should start stop treating all these criminal activities as entertainment. Zondo Commission was an, an entertainment. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. If you think about it, Bongiwe, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense that the Zondo Commission, as we know, 
know it, would have to, re to, to present it rep its report with all the recommendations to the pre president of the party who is most implicated in the criminal activity. It, it doesn't make sense to me, okay? He, so we need to separate party presidency from state presidency. The fact that Ramaphosa and all the other presidents have to look over the shoulders of, 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 on what their com comrades are thinking, Ramaphosa has to, is a deployee of the African National Congress, which is implicated in every single activity of criminality that's happened in South Africa. He must go back to the leadership. His fellow leaders, Edward Tullyhausen, said, guys, what do we do with, with this report? What do you think they're going to say? Isn't the problem, though, Solly, that the, the, the lines have been blurred so much over time between party and state? And it's not only happening now. That's why maybe this particular ground, that it can continue to fester? Of course it has, but we've been saying this for years, my lady Bungwe. We've been saying this for years, but that the, 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 the lines between what's, what's state and party, we know that the ANC has been using public funds for its events, for its pre-electoral events and others. Ramaphosa was refilmed uh, in that kind of conversation, and he tried, they tried to pull back. But South Africans, we keep hearing these things, we don't stand up. You know, Somebody used to write articles about Zimbabwe when Mugabe was around. Like, what really makes Zimbabwean people angry? What really does? Because Mugabe and ZANU-PF keep doing these things. And all the Zimbabweans do, they run to South Africa, run to, they run to Botswana, to London, to other places. We are exactly the same thing. We, the people, need to stand up and say, this far, no further. And we're not doing it. All right, so I'm going to come back to this conversation in just a moment. And Mike, I'd like us to look at, you know, crime intelligence right now. And, and, and given the politicization that we've seen over time, including that expert panel report that we also saw by um, Sidi Mufamadi painting a picture of how fractured things are inside within crime intelligence and whether or not we are seeing them active again, doing anything right now. I'm going to come back to this conversation and I'll come back to, uh, with you, Mike, um, on that one. But let's take a short breather and when we come back, I do understand we have a caller on the line, but also we will then look into what happens next? What do we do to ensure that this criminal justice system becomes exactly what South Africans deserve? Sunday morning discussion on Weekend View. Morning, SAFM. This I believe the Tabo Air escape really, really destroyed our trust in the justice system. And it's a proof that people that are employed there are not passionate about their work. Some are politically connected, that they get employed because of their connections and G4S also does not pay their uh, employees very well. If people were being paid very well, I doubt they will commit this or it will be easy corrupted by uh, convicts. All right, you're still listening to The Weekend View. My name is Bongi Wazwane. As we round up our discussion, I do understand that we have a caller on the line, anonymous, in prison. Good morning. Morning, morning, ma'am. Good morning. Um, what is your question or your view? Uh, my view, the guy that you've been interviewing is very uh, on point. But you must check, sister. We don't do crime as like we plan to do. We are hungry. Uh, 
and people are still going to do crime in outside. Our leaders, our leaders, are letting us down. Um, he's thinking maybe his family account when he loses his job, his, his family is gonna help him. So what about us who are qualified and then we dismiss at work? What you gonna do? And and, and can I? And can, then listen, uh, man. Yeah. And then when some guys of uh, dropping these cars of cars come to you mm. and know you are qualified of something, what you gonna do? And can I just ask very briefly, um, is the system inside so broken that, um, you know, anything is possible? And, and, and one wonders, for example, you having a cell phone inside. Yes. You see, now, I want to tell you, Mangao is very corrupt. Is that where I you are? There, I, was, I was there. Now I'm a medium. Check. There is another escape, but not inside, outside. They, they, the officials never um, said anything about it. And I'm sure that guy is not uh, being right. in charge. Huh. Anonymous, thank you so much for your time. Let's then get to round up this particular conversation. Mike, you heard Anonymous in prison talking about just how rotten the system is in his view. And of course, you also spoke to this particular effect. What can be done to, to, to get this particular system working in the manner in which it's supposed to be? Well, I'm going to say two statements or three. Unless we get out under the hijacked country scenario that we find ourselves in under the criminals, we are hijacked. This country is totally, absolutely hijacked by criminals. And um, that, that makes it a mafia state. End of story. Secondly, if you were to go on the next radio show and say, if you have all the money you need, would you stay or leave? You would be shocked how many people will leave. I am very worried about the poor. What that guy has just said, that we are hungry, that just that in itself will turn most people to uh, commit crime, steal something, steal the neighbor's chicken, etc. So that's, that is a problem. And my biggest concern is, uh, Soli has said the country must stand up against the government. But I think we are completely and totally over- overpowered. <laughs> and then also, I don't think we have leaders. Who will we put them in their place? Who has been trained? Where is the policeman that can run 100 meters and catch a criminal? Where is the authorities that you guys have recently met that really greet you at a police station and say, come in, sir, come in, man, how can I help you? Yeah. Unless he gets chicken, licken, and coke and something like that, he just does not help you. Where is the protect and serve mindset and attitude? And unless the mindset of this country, of those where I don't see leadership changes with those who are presently in leadership. They will keep those positions, and they will fight tooth and nail to keep us all that is under them away from them and overthrowing them and changing the system because corruption and crime pays. We are completely and totally and absolutely hijacked by a criminal 
uh, a system which runs and has infiltrated our complete authorities and our judicial system. And it's unfortunate this soon is going to become worse. And Solly, uh, finally then, just at the back of what Mike just said, I know this has been spoken about o- o- over time, but I'm going to ask you, are we sitting on the cusp of a potential revolution then? Solly? I think that at some point, yes, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you now. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Mark, with what Mike has just said. I think that at some point something is going to break. There's going to come a time when the people of South Africa are going to rise up. And the thing is, if we don't try to find ways to do it orderly, it's going to happen in a way that it's going to be a protracted civil strife that's going to be really hard to tame again. Something is to give. The solutions that South Africans need in order to stand up are not going to come from those people who are in the system who are benefiting from the system. They have to come from the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the ground organizes itself so that the change that must happen is, is happens orderly, not in with, with blood all over the place. All right, let me thank you both uh, for your time and definitely a conversation that we'll continue having. And, uh, you know, as we heard, just the difficulties of how broken the system is and, uh, and and really just what needs to be done in order to fix it. That was a specialist investigator Mike Bolhais and brand reputation expert Solim Moeng just looking at whether or not our brand has been fractured 